All right, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Ben Yuko here right now. Before we're going to talk, we're going to get to things in a minute. And I am keeping my word from Monday. And let me just get to what I want to talk about here, okay? And something that, uh, that really has to be talked about will be talked about and we're going to enjoy every moment and enjoy this business and the business of what we're going to do is this and and the and the vibe behind it. Okay? So, so we're going to talk. Oh. Because oh, well. we are going to talk about this group. And this is something that we really have to talk about. We're going to play this clip coming up right now. So we're gonna play a little bit of this. This is Tanisha Mickel. This is part of the group. This is called um it's called um it's called the the Mickel group. Okay. called the Mickle Media Group. So it's a media marketing company. So she's with digital media marketing. So I'm gonna talk about some about her. I'm gonna put the website up so you get to know who she is. Great classmate of mine, great schoolmate, black owned media marketing strategist, creator, producer. I'm glad to have this to know her <laughs> and I'm so impressed of what her brand is. So now I'm gonna read this to you. She's no stranger to hustling what she wants. Since moving to LA from Minneapolis, she has amused the entertainment business. She has worked at the digital media marketing and media campaign for the likes of Walt Disney, Universal Pictures, Adidas, and more. She has also shared a passion for production, working on music videos, events, and content pieces for the likes of Under Armour, Anderson Pack, and Def Jam Records. Now founded team in she has strived to become a top player in music marketing and is a leading a 360 marketing camp that crafts one of a kind brand identified as the skewed groundbreaking creative for her clients. When Tanisha is not behind her last she is a music junkie, a hardware fashion by Earth to the Beach, Netflix, die, White Vines, and the Dark Child. On the David Chappelle show. So, this is very, 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 very good of a lot of the business that she does up here. Now, this is the. Now, I, I'm going to go. These are different rollouts that she's done for major artists. Major artists. Major artists. 
major, major, major artist. I'm so impressed at what she's doing with this whole brand. And putting this kind of brand together. So I want to leave the links for you guys to check out her brand. Check out her brand. Branding, digital strategy, production. She does a lot of productions. She can do music videos, digital media content, art, talent relations, experimenting, and events. Good things to know there. And branding, social media, paid, YouTube campaign, e-black, content creation. So... Lots of things in her brand. Please, please, I want everyone to support her brand. She has a website here. Tanisha, it's called TanishaMickle.com. Come out here and support the brand. I want you to support her business. Support another black woman, another black woman business. That's very creative. And please just enjoy the ideas of what she actually brings to the table. And the proud that things I'm proud of, because black businesses will rule once again when things are in place. I'll play this a little bit, okay? Let me play this a little bit, okay? I'll play this a little bit, but then we'll go talk about something else. Wait. Hello, hello, everyone. Tanisha Michael here, marketing and brand strategist, producer and founder of Michael Media Group. I'm here today to talk a little bit about what it is that I do. I get questions all the time about what it is that I do, and I know you've probably been seeing me plugging Michael Media Group a little bit um, on my personal page, so I'm just here to talk a little bit more about that. Um, so for starters, um, I am, like I said, founder of Michael Media Group, where we help indie artists, um, we help indie artists and creative teams of those uh, indie artists basically create release strategies, <laughs> basically create uh, release plans for their for whatever projects they have coming out. So I basically wanted to talk a little bit about how it is that I got here. Um, really what it was that pushed me, you know, sent me over the edge and led me to creating my own business. So for me, I think that it has boiled down to three different points. So the first being, um, you know, I started out in a bunch of different agencies, um, as a lot of people in the advertising world have. Um, I've learned a ton of different processes, met a bunch of different characters, maybe even made some friends. Um, but one thing that I can say has consistently happened at each agency that I've been at is I've been forced out in some type of way, whether it's been, you know, to no fault of my own, maybe the position was terminated, therefore I was terminated. There was not much that I could do. Sorry, there's like cars and stuff. So anyway, um, like I said, you know, to no fault of my own, I may have had to leave a company or whether it be, you know, me for lack of better terms, like just having it with the role that I was doing or with the client that I was working with, um, just kind of being over it is another way that's kind of pushed me out. Um, and, you know, I feel like diff those different things that just continuously happened to me were they've all just been kind of signs from the universe and God that I need to sort of like, it was just kind of pushing me to do something better, do something better, something better. So this last time it was just kind of like, you know what? Um, this is like your last. So I felt like it was like my last sign. So that's kind of 
why I got here on that front, just with things pushing me out of all the positions that I had. Um, along with that and sort of that, I don't know, that uh, lack of, I don't know, lack of motivation, I would say, in my roles has definitely led to a little bit of um, sort of mental health, maybe, issues. And it's also kind of manifested in, like, my physical health as well. Um, I just kind of feel like, you know, when you're working so hard on something that you're not necessarily passionate about, it's going to take a toll on you. For me, it was being super stressed about a position and then feeling like, why am I even stressed about this? I don't care. And then being pissed that I was even more stressed. So it was just like stress on top of stress. And then on top of that, just, you know, with having that bad stress management, just, you know, the fact that, I mean, everybody who knows me knows that I, you know, I'm, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free or whatever, but like, just because you're gluten-free and dairy-free, like just because you don't eat bread and drink milk doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Um, you know, you can be vegan and eat Oreos. Uh, so that really doesn't mean anything. It's really a lot about a, like I already said, how you manage your stress. B, it's also about, you know, what you're doing in terms of what keeps you sane, which is something that I definitely will say that I wasn't doing. I feel like, you know, I got here three years ago, second day, I was already working and I basically never stopped. You know, I was working seven days a week, even until my first agency that I got, you know, in my field, I was working seven days a week. And so I feel like not being able to really focus on what it is that makes me happy or keeps me sane, like not getting up and setting my own intentions and not getting up and doing the rituals that I need to do, whether it's, you know, getting up and working out or meditating or whatever. I just feel like I wasn't doing a lot of that in, you know, creating my own schedule, like before even I go to work for somebody else and somebody else's dream and make somebody else money, I wasn't really doing what I needed to do for myself. So I think that that definitely took a toll, um, obviously on my mental and my physical health, um, in a big way. And it was something that I definitely feel like I didn't notice fully until I left, um, my last place of employment. Like it wasn't something that really, really hit me until honestly, maybe a couple of weeks ago where I was like, wow, like I wasn't really taking care of myself in the way that like, everybody's like, oh, Tanisha, you're so healthy. But like, just because I don't eat cheeseburgers every day doesn't necessarily mean that I'm healthy. So I think that that was another factor that sort of drove me um, away from, you know, working for the man or whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, and then lastly, you know, talking about sort of that lack of passion that I may have for certain clients or certain projects, um, that's a big portion of what I feel like has pushed me out as well. Just like constantly working on things that, you know, I may not consume normally or things that you know I don't really fully support but I'm just kind of there like nobody wants to just I feel like it's a lot easier to be creative and to be productive when it's something that you actually actually are passionate about so the fact that I feel like I was kind of doing some things that I maybe wasn't 100% passionate about definitely is something that sort of you know it's always in the back of your head something that's kind of like girl you don't even really <laughs> You don't even really like doing this. But anyway, so like I said, I wasn't working on the right projects. And it's actually funny because a lot of the freelance work that I've began to do over the past couple of years, I've kind of found that like 
when I'm going into like interviews or when I'm talking to people, the stuff that I'm bragging about is the stuff that I basically did for free or like for little to no money. So the fact that, you know, the things that I was having the most fun doing and the things that I talk about a lot are, you know, the things that I just did for free. Like I remember finishing one project and I really sat to myself and I thought, wow, I really just spent like 13 hours on my off day on something that I just did completely for free. But like, I don't regret it. I had so much fun. And to me, you know, that really hit me again. Like it was another light bulb in my head. Like, wow, like I should do this. And it's just funny because up until, I don't know, maybe like a year ago, I didn't even know that there was a lane for me in what it is that I want to do. So, you know, like I said, you know, I want to help um, the artists and development of independent artists um, in marketing, excuse me, artist development and marketing of independent artists. Um, I just feel like a lot, like for the longest time, I was like, wow, you know, I can't sing and I'm not playing any instruments. So I guess that's it for me. I can't really do anything in music. And it's crazy because I've always kind of had a hand in music for as long as I can remember, whether it was like writing BS songs back in the day or, you know, being in band or, you know, just like all the little things I did. I was, <laughs> I was a wedding DJ for a little bit, just like all those I know that's just a little bit longer, but it's very important. I just want that you to know that story, and that story very much touches her. Us, and we want to wish her well in her endeavors. Now, I'm going to talk about the twins and the Polads family. A lot of you, some of you have heard this now. It says now they they've they've now have acquired the sale. Of Go Radio, you know, you know the Go Radio, the Go Radio station that promoted a lot of the local artists in the Twin Cities, a lot of the local bands in the Twin Cities. And in fact, even though I agree with them, they were playing, but the local artists and the things that they impacted in the last four years, in the last three years before the you know the pandemic, they they did a lot more for the music scene in Minnesota than any of the other radio stations. Pre Pulse B Pulse B9 uh, Pulse B96 6. Because everybody just leeches and leeches and leeches and leeches off the community. And the Polat family is no different. It's no different than them. They are no different. They are no different whatsoever and again we must understand the absolute disrespect that it gets it's open just open disrespect and they just do whatever and nothing gets done about it but that's what we're gonna have so let me read this article to you guys and i will we'll talk and we'll go to the twins too the buyers of soon to see sold gold 963 and 95 is the Christian music broadcast known as, as the education media. Sources that tell BNT the EMF, which owns the K Loving, will take over the two twin cities that have it to be bought gold media for normalized broadcasting as, of the Polar family. So, 
the curtain will come down at altar at the end of the year. And radio insights report they will be replaced by EMF Air and KLOV Network. KLOV currently operates at 99 minutes, but Air One can be found on 92.9 FM. <laughs> wow. 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 I, I, you can read the article yourself. I'll put it in the description. I'm not going to read the whole thing because. It's not that was the best or not the best. My issue with this is, is the fact that the poll ads are not very loyal. They've never been loyal, okay? They've never been loyal to the twins. What do we expect them to do here? When they, when we know they were shady, is many things. We can start with, we can go back to them and their, and their antics back to when we sucked for the first seven years, from 1993 to 19, to 2001, we sucked. But up, since up, up to my eighth grade year, spring 2002, because I became a full time Twins fan, off and on for years, but I've been a big time Twins fan since 2002. 2002, in my eighth grade year of Richfield, when I was at Richfield Middle School. And I was seeing we were we were seeing hearing about the games, and that's what got me motivated to go do baseball gigs. So I, in my teen and early and into my early twenties, and then I used to be a softball coach too. With the round, and I did this on this past summer, which I'm I'm thinking about next time I'm gonna do it again. So I don't know, but I want to I want to do it even more. And I'm now want to commentate, you know, all that stuff in my fun experiences but from people like Augie 500 Sophia Ellers Bonds and, and, and you know I'm I have my biases with when it comes to uh, Wiz Khalifa and all that stuff and I do and it came down to Peter Parker chance that guy he was looking up he put the local um not only local music he was hooking the people up. The community was hooking up Lisa Moy. And I don't know how she felt by all this. It's the fact that they fucked these guys up. Every one of these guys, I didn't know before, they were having issues with this too. But now with this, it speeded up the process where now it got them to buy the radio station. But once again, it, what, what does this show you? It shows you that they don't care. We have now like four Christian radio stations. We have we have three country music stations. We have two contemporary rock stations. Basically, now we now we know when this is now the official sale when they finalize the deal. You know now, except for Hubbard Broadcasting, which is that we have no local established radio stations here. None. Go. That was the last. That was the last locally owned radio station in the Twin Cities. When that was one of the last, one of the last radio stations, and then you got streaming. We all know how that goes, too. Yes, we know all those concerns. But the radio stations 
they they've been so bad. They've been so terrible with all of this, and a lot of this will speed up more and more and more policies as you can, so they can buy up radio stations that gives them the. This is too much monopoly, especially with Clear Channel. Only all the radio stations, majority of all the radio stations around the nation, not just Minnesota, but they just literally like bought up. And most of the radio here in Minnesota is all con is all majority country. Christian, nothing wrong with, but you gotta diversify like a lot of the music, and even there's problems. Yeah, but at least you need to you need to build a diversified local radio station because all you're getting is. All you're getting is filth after filth after filth after filth after filth. It's just ridiculous. You have like three country radio stations in the Twin Cities. We have all the talk radio. We have all the radio. You also have. Let me let me let me see. Let me go to my. My radio station, Tim. So we have a lot of country radio stations here in Minnesota. In Minnesota. That's like, <laughs> this is really, we have a lot. Don't get me wrong, we have some sports, you got some sports radio stations and stuff. So this is like, if we can go, let me just go to here to the two. To the twin to the Twin Cities radio station, so that we it'd be a good thing to go into the Twin Cities radio stations here, and I can just break it all down to you. This is all the radio. Every last one of these radio stations here. So now, so now let's just break it down to you guys. We have, we have. We have here in Minnesota. Let's start with the Christian radio station. You have one, two, three, four. We have four Christian radio stations. Four. Chris. Now we're gonna have six. One six. You're gonna have six. Then you're gonna let's go to Kansas. Then you have. Contemporary, when you count that radio station, you count that radio station. So now, country radio stations, you got here and Minnesota. This is just in the Twin Cities alone. You have one, two, three, three. This is, this isn't, this isn't, you know, you have one jazz, you have one country. You have two Latino radio stations. Two! You have one Asian one, too, so you have that. Love radio, you got all that. Also, it, it's like... Because it's... It, 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 are you all seeing Are you all seeing it? And then you have two additional, three additional... Religious one, two, three, 
So you have a, like a total plus all the other. I just count like two. I have like th four. You have seven of them. Like what the hell is this, guys? This isn't radio, man. They gotta be. They gotta be more variety of the radio. There's gotta be more. Even if it's not the best music, but there gotta be a, like more variety. This is. This is absolutely embarrassing. 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 All right, I got a little six minutes here. This minute on the podcast, and so let me just finish. Now we heard about the twins again, and it's just a reinforcement of them. The twins, the Paul ads are just terrible, and it, they're just terrible once again. There, they just now they're getting rid of Eddie Rosario, best def, one of the best defensive players. What? You get rid of him. You now get. They're talking about Trevor May is gone now. They gave him two. They're not resigning. They could at least sign a him at least one or two years to him and and Cruz maybe for a year because he's about to retire to be out too. But like, really, you can't resign those two. Or oh, if you do get rid of Rosario, they got brokers. We gotta see what he wants to do. But I definitely, definitely, definitely want to see. Cruz resigned. That's the big one. The big one is Cruz. I'll still be a Twins fan, but like, if you don't resign him, you just shot yourself in the foot. And you can't trust him after that kind of season. Can't trust him. You cannot trust him. You can't not trust the Twins leader, the ownership. It's just, it's a joke. And you also have to deal with other maintainable problems to that too. So, like I said, like I said here, the poll ads are so just like the radio stations. They're not good at the twins. They sucked all those years, and then when we sucked again in 2011, and I still was the twins. Even when we sucked, it's just the just the lack of spending investment in the right in the right teams, and also. There's too much. It's where y'all need. We're gonna do that on Black Junction. We're not gonna do it on here. We're gonna do it on Black Junction. Where we're really have to say is up to. So, like I said, the like the main thing, the Rosario, the situation. They're getting rid of him. Cruz is on free agent. You got a question? All of that is all got to be questioned. In place. In place. Once again, they don't have to do this. They don't have to do this. They're, uh, it just shows you. I know the new old the, the, the managers they want to invest, but it's just yeah, the owners are not investors. They don't invest well with the twins, and they're not going to invest in these and other things. They're definitely not going to invest in the rate in hip hop or any local music music area. No, no, that they're, they're they're terrible, and you saw it right here. They saw it right here. And you saw them when they did that radio station 963 now. Oh, we didn't forget. I we didn't forget about that. <laughs> we didn't forget about that. And they ran that and they ran it poorly once again. So that's why that's why that we're gonna have to rebuild. We're gonna have to start figuring out how the twins can invest in a real culture. And start embracing the culture. 
and start embracing other things with good about the culture. Okay? So, there needs to be some discussions going to happen in the future once again. And I'll do that. I'll, I'll, and we'll start giving you how do we improve. So, we'll just talk about that, the twins one, on, in our special report on Friday. Okay? Let's just do that, okay? That's it for this this one. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll do episode eleven for tomorrow for IT and then Friday special report because we got to really break this down. We got to break this whole thing down with the twins. Okay, thank you.